So the world is wild and kind of dark. So we're going to do something a little silly today. This is Queer Half Time. My name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. And I'm here with Kelsey. My name's Kelsey. I also use she, they pronouns. I don't know why I do the peace sign so many times. It's like kind of it. like my shtick, I guess. But okay. anyways. Like bisexuals and finger guns. Yeah. NBs and the peace sign. There Is that you like go. an NB thing? I don't know. It's a you thing for sure. I'm starting it. All the NBs do peace signs in every picture now. Oh, I love it. This is how you start a cult. There you go. Yeah. I do a lot of the like rock on, mm. but usually ironically, like yeah. there's a picture from my family on vacation and I had seriously injured myself. And for some reason they decided to take a picture and I was like, yeah, while yeah. like blood was streaming down my shins. It's like rock on, <laughs> but in a not really rock worthy situation. I mean, to be fair, my blood was absorbed by like volcanic rock in <laughs> so literally rock on. That's yeah. the dad joke of the morning. Oh my Always. God. Okay, so <laughs> we decided, like last week we talked about abortion and there's been a lot going on and we didn't want to really do anything. We were talking about like, what can we do? And all the answers were heavy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're doing something that is not related to anything at all. Um, and Kelsey's going to go first. Are you going to explain what we're doing? Or It's going to be, we're just going to kind of have a rant basically. But about something that we're super passionate about. So like, you're all like, this isn't going to be dark and heavy, but what I picked is kind of a dark and heavy topic. Oh my God. And which is kind of like depressing, but also I just love talking about this. And I was going to do something else, but then I was driving here on my way to work and was like, what do I really want to talk about? And then I was like, oh my God. So is it not conspiracies It's now? not conspiracies oh. anymore. Okay. But it might surprise, might, it's not going to surprise you. What okay. Is. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. I want to talk about the fruit machine. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I've been waiting for my time to shine on this. This is like one of the very few pieces of Canadian history that I have like read and watch documentaries on and like kind of done some digging because I find it so freaking fascinating. Um, And my passion for this comes from, I developed a curiosity of why my coming out was so hard on my family. Um, Especially considering my family was very much one of everybody's gay but we're not you know like it's cool to be gay as long as it's not you okay um so I was kind of like where does that come from because there was never anything like tangible that they would say that was like directly homophobic but there was always this kind of like fear underlying and I was like "Mm, weird wonder what that's about so I did some digging which led me to the fruit machine Um, because my parents are both retired military members. Um, And so is my stepmom and quite a few of my family members are. So that's where we kind of landed on my passion for the fruit machine. And this is like one of the pieces of Canadian history that you just don't hear about ever, Mm -hmm. unless you start digging. And when you dig, there's very limited books about it. There are very limited documentaries about it. Um, the people that it impacted are still alive today. They're my parents' age. Like these things are like so close. Ugh. Anyways, okay. So I'm gonna. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I know about it. And like this is like a little disclaimer that like 
I don't know everything. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I might get a couple of facts wrong. I apologize. Fair. But this is what I, this is what my research has led me to understand of it. Okay. So, so you just want to take, oh yeah, my fidget ring. I can hear it. Like, because it's my it's old like one, a- because I accidentally threw my new one in the garbage last night at the expo oh center. <laughs> oh no. Rest in peace. Anyways. Okay. So um, it basically started with something called the KGB infiltration. And I don't understand a whole lot about that, but basically what I'm, what so I probably cold war. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cold yeah. war at times. Um, but basically what I understand of it is that, um, Russian people snuck in to the government of Canada into like government positions and took stole documents and then leaked them to other Russian people basically is what I understand of it. And I'm sure that's a very watered down version. So the whole KGB infiltration thing from my understanding is like, it's exactly what it sounds like in the cold war. There was this like hyper, like oh my God, there are secret Russians everywhere and they know all our secrets. Oh my God. So that's, and it was based on something that actually happened where documents were actually like taken. So it like, it didn't come completely out of nowhere. There is a little bit of like, oh yeah, no, America stole Russian secrets and and it moved North of Canada. It was a whole thing um, for decades. Yeah. But, so that's kind yeah. of where this whole, what I would like to call a witch hunt started. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that fear of like, Russians are everywhere. Russians are in the Canadian government. They're in Canadian civil service. Like you can't trust them. They started making decisions on like federal levels that were really not great decisions. Mm-hmm. So basically what they decided is somebody that had more power than they should have at the time, made a comment that um, homosexual people are more likely to be Russian spies, basically, to be people that are going, that are going to basically like flip and like be a traitor. Yeah, so we talked about this briefly in the Stonewall episode with their crackdown on the civil service. And it's basically that it's really easy to blackmail a queer person at the time because it was, you know, illegal. Yes. So it was really, really easy to kind of use that against them. So this was going on at the same time as like Canada's version of Stonewall and at the same time as all of these other things. So these things kind of were running together Mm -hmm. and supporting each other, these like toxic views. Yeah. So what they decided to do was they decided to, um, there was a scientist that decided to create a machine called the fruit machine. Um, And basically what this machine did is they were having, they got, they were going into all of the gay bars, they were raiding all of the gay bars and they were pulling people out and they would get one person and that one person would be like, I'm not telling you the names of all of my friends. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not outing other people. Like I know what you're going to do to us. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this because these people were getting docs they were getting cut from civil service like they were losing their jobs like they were going through like just the worst stuff ever Mm -hmm. um so when it wasn't going well and they weren't getting as many names as they wanted they were like we're gonna create this machine called the fruit machine and this per in particular such an incredible name it's such an incredible name oh my gosh like if it wasn't made by a bunch of homophobes that would be a great name. that would be a really great name for a band oh yeah like a queer like band take back like a queer punk yeah. band yeah yeah totally Sick. the fruit machine anyways please take that 
Um, I don't trademark it. But yeah, so they created this machine and this machine was meant to take uh, military members that were gay and that were homosexual and that they were pretty sure were going to flip and go to the Russians um, and or be blackmailed it was to kind of force them to out other people and to force them to out themselves. So the best way I can describe this machine is you've got a picture, like a shed in the middle of the woods. Like there's nothing around. Okay. okay. So like, this is, start. this is like, this is like, it's a house, but it's like not a house, right? Like it's a dark, there's like one. It's a cabin in the woods. It's a cabin situation. in the woods situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they take whoever they decide is, gay and needs to go to this machine um and they would take them and they would blindfold them take them to this cabin in the middle of nowhere they would kind of strap them to this chair and it's literally what you would picture for like a modern day dentist chair okay and there's like a camera or like a screen kind of like above in front of it depending on where they are so if they were like sitting in the chair nicely it would be like but it was like a movable type screen and this machine they would put pictures of so say I was put in this machine, oh, it would be I've heard of these. Okay. pictures of like lesbian porn. Um, there would be pictures of like naked women. There would be pictures of naked men. Like there would just be all of these like really awful rotating, like por- pornographic images going through this picture or going through this TV. And they would measure your pupil dilation and your heart rate. Mm. And if either of those things showed the wrong thing, Um, Like if your pupils dilated or your heart rate went up, that meant that you were gay, you were getting turned on. Um, They, that was scientific evidence that you were going to be. Okay. I've heard of, yeah. So Canada wasn't the only one who did something like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there were, yeah, there were studies like that when kind of trying to research like homosexuality Mm -hmm. and the causes and stuff. Um, and it was part of like a conversion therapy thing of like, we'll confirm you're gay and then we'll make you not gay. Um, yeah. And that was the second step to this. So if they did decide that you were gay, like most of the women like did get, and like, this is a massive trigger warning, but like most of the lesbian women, like had, they tried to rape the gay out of them. Like, and that's what would happen in this cabin. Um, because all of a sudden it would just be one like lesbian surrounded by all of these really big dudes that all of a sudden are so worried and have this basically this free range to do whatever they want to you because nobody knows you're out there nobody knows where you are sometimes you're out there for several days without food and water and you're just going to say whatever you have to say to get out right so people lost their jobs lost their friends lost their families like lost absolutely everything because of this fruit machine and this what they call what is now known as the Canadian war on queers Mm -hmm. and like you were basically just like strapped to this chair with no food no water like you were taken in the middle of the night to nowhere and you were kind of forced to out all of your friends Mm -hmm. and why this kind of relates to my little world was because both of my parents were military members Mm -hmm. when this machine was being used um, so obviously this wasn't something that they were walking around to every single like member of the military and being like, Hey, guess what we're doing? Um, but that's what started, like, that's what encouraged the don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. And like the, there's no gay people in the military because this was happening and it was happening 
like it was a government order to do this to people and it happened to so many people and like not to be like my ridiculous plug but like there's a massive book on it called the canadian war on queers there's a documentary on it called the fruit machine it's on tivo and like when you watch these people talk about their experiences this is a modern day documentary like i don't know how old it is but it's not that old and let's say even it's 15 years old and the people in it are in their like 40s 50s 60s so like the people that are like experiencing this are our parents age Mm -hmm. and are now our parents age and you think about like the impact that that had on the culture of the canadian military and everybody who's like i don't want to be gay in the canadian military Mm -hmm. and the most ridiculous part of this is that there was like lawsuits so justin trudeau did apologize for this Mm. um it was very very quiet it happened in like 2019 or 2017 or something like it was really really recently um it was a public apology and like people were like given money and like it was a Mm -hmm. whole like big to do it wasn't shown on the news the way a lot of those things are it was kind of just done quietly because it's very embarrassing Mm -hmm. it's a huge like ding in canadian history and the thing that i found the most ridiculous is that a lot of these people that went through this afterwards after that apology went back and are still serving for their country oh my god like they were like i I wanted to do this because i wanted to do this for my people for my country and like this was a how deep can propaganda go right and like so yeah (laughs) coming from a military family propaganda runs really freaking deep and naturally like so these were i don't even know if there were ever any people of color in the Canadian military at this time, probably. Um, but obviously the documentary centers centers like white people. So I can only imagine if that was the experience of white people, the experience of like queer people of color. I mean, there like, were people of color in the world wars. So I would assume. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when the Canadian military is so discriminatory, like how do you, how do you know? Well, that's what there was just an apology, another apology from Trudeau because that's his favorite thing. Um, <laughs> about yeah anti-black racism in a a regiment um, from I want to say the second world war so like yeah and like that's uh and like if you know anything about the Canadian military my father who will never listen to this podcast thank god um was a part of the airborne regiment before they disbanded and like that was not a good group of guys um like so like these systems were so toxic and were absolutely destroying people overseas and then coming here and doing the exact same thing Mm -hmm. to like the people they were working with and I just find it so freaking mind-blowing I would talk about the fruit machine forever because I just think it's the most interesting thing that's my goal is to find somebody we can interview anyways watch the documentary it's called the fruit machine you can only see it on like the TiVo website but if you like Google the fruit machine, TiVo, it will pop up. It's like an hour and a half or something. I can almost recite it word oh for gosh. word because I've watched it probably like 47 times. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't like talking this much. Yeah, that was so, a lot for you. I know. I feel done. I'm like, okay, well, time to sign out for the day. That's too bad for you because mine is going to be more of a conversation. Beautiful. Uh, because we clearly took this prompt very differently 
and <laughs> mine is very very silly um i love this did you know that just over half of all canadians surveyed believe in ghosts i did are you one of them um it's i don't believe in like ooh, ghosts but i believe that there are like paranormal experiences in the world okay interesting. and like spirits that are stuck in our plane and can't transition to the next interesting interesting but i don't believe in like spooky people haunting me like i'm not when i'm like when somebody's like i'm gonna come back on haunt you i'm like okay that's my favorite threat to me that sounds like a trauma response and like that sounds like you're projecting something onto me that like you will have you still won't be able to let go of your burdens in the past life and it's like that's oh no i've I've jokingly said it i was starting to haunt one of my old bosses because it was when i was in sales doing door-to-door and I had to walk through this really like long grass to get to a spot. And I was like, if I get bit by a tick and die of Lyme disease, I'm going to haunt you forever. And he was like, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I think that would make sense if he had like placed the tick in the grass. Oh my God. And like, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I fully believe in ghosts. I'm at this thing of like, I think they're fun to believe in. And then I'm like, have I crossed over into actually believing them? I don't mm. know. So I think cats can see things a hundred percent i think cats can see things um this is gonna be so your last kelsey's thing was history and fact and stuff mine is gonna be just wild conjecture i love it so if your house is haunted i will say get somebody to come in and check for a gas leak or mold first like i don't take every haunting story as gospel I'm like, that could be carbon monoxide, bro. Maybe get your house checked. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So we got to rule some things out first okay. before I'll consider. Okay. Right? Okay. But, and like, it seems to be, the trend seems to be that more and more people believe in ghosts as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So like, the same website I got the just over half of Canadians back in the 90s did one and it was like a quarter mm-hmm. of Canadians well there's a lot more dead people now that's true right Absolutely. significantly more dead people mm-hmm. so on that topic why do you think it is that the majority of ghosts that are depicted are like Victorian you know I mean like if you're watching like a Christmas carol maybe but like what are you like what are you and every I don't time see... people talk about ghosts it's like oh there is this old victorian lady I, like, uh, I don't who are you talking to about ghosts? a lot of people a lot because... of people i have asked the same question to many friends okay but going off of that you don't ever see like hominid ancestor ghosts so there's only like neanderthals you know yeah (laughs) i'm loving your little skeptic noises they're very fun uh, this must have been how you felt when i was talking about birds not being real yeah no this episode i had meant for it to be about i know well i was gonna talk about it and then i changed my mind because i didn't study that's okay i didn't study either Um, (laughs) these are things i know in my heart no i'm kidding but sort of Nice. I'm, I'm gonna kill Kelsey. <laughs> Just <laughs> choke. The things you know in your heart. <laughs> no, but put aside your skepticism. Okay. Okay. Let's put aside. 
Okay. We're suspension of disbelief here. Okay. Right. So could the reason be that we don't see these like, you know, cavemen, quote unquote, ghosts is because either why are you getting closer to me? <laughs> it's like with every using more like hand gestures. Okay, so either. So either because ghosts are like they had unfinished business on earth, right? Yeah. That's the thing. So there was no business back then. Right? So was it that life was just much simpler and they mm-hmm. didn't have unfinished business or that it was super easy? Mm-hmm. Or is there like a time limit? It's like you got, you know a thousand years to complete your unfinished business and then you're at and then is it just the victorian business was so complicated because like these people had a language of flowers which is a whole other fascinating thing and it wasn't just like i'm going to give you these flowers because i have a crush on you it's like i'm going to wear these flowers in my hair because i just broke up with my suitor and i want people to know that i'm like on the market or like, I can give you these flowers to say, I will never forgive you for this slight. Oh my God. Or like, I will give you these flowers because I want you to die. And I want you to know that I want you to die. Please don't tell that to our youth group because that's going to be the new bandana code. Like, if I can single-handedly bring back the Victorian language of flowers, I'd be so happy. I have a book on it. I could see that happening. <laughs> like that's, that is actually feasible. That's more believable than ghosts. <laughs> okay. But what do you think? Which one? Do I have to pick one of those options? Do you have a third theory? And don't say that it's not that ghosts are real. It's not that ghosts aren't real. I think that the the visual like manifestation of a ghost is like not to be deep, but it's based on societal expectations of what a ghost is. Right? So it's like when you see a ghost, like once I had a friend. that was super into this kind of stuff. And they once told me that ghosts will only, like, if you don't believe in ghosts, you're not going to see ghosts because ghosts don't want to take the energy to show themselves to somebody that doesn't going to believe in them anyways. So if you think of that logic, it's like they will show themselves to you as whatever you think that they will show themselves to you as you know what I mean so if all of the movies right now which I'm gonna guess is these conversations you're having because I'm like who actually <laughs> talks about Victorian era ghosts what you hear about now you clearly don't know but you nowadays well what you hear is like people that hear like knocking on a wall or like they see like yeah a girl soaking wet like you know like I haven't like I've heard quite a few ghost stories in the past little while which is weird um but none have been victoria so like and that's what leads me to think it's what you think that's you're fair. gonna see that's fair you know so like, like maybe your people like, just like victorian era ghosts. i feel like it's like oh yeah i saw this little girl in this room and they research on this house and it was this girl that died in 1892 because she drowned like you know what i mean so wait so and just, some of it is people wanting to see what they want to see i totally so Yes. So do you believe in like vengeful ghosts or just like, are we talking like, listen, here's the thing. Are we talking about the nice ghosts that just float around and do their business and nobody cares? Or are we talking about the ones that like, like Ed and Lorraine Warren ghosts, like, you know, I mean, from like the conjuring. Fair, those are more interesting to me. Yes. Like the evil ones. Yeah. Because, so I don't like, 
I don't think evil and ghosts Eleanor actually Moore was really more demons than ghosts. That's like, true. Come on. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. Have you ever actually read one of their books? They're so like wild. I've never read their books, but I am s- such a massive fan of that whole string of movies. Yeah, no, they're great. I read one of them just like out of curiosity and I'm like this is ridiculous and I love it and I want more yeah and I think that's kind of my view on ghosts is like Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous and I love it so much Mm -hmm. and I'm like have I crossed over into actually believing them and it's like sometimes almost but it's like yeah it's like it's again one of those things where it's like you you believe in it when it's convenient to believe in it that's true you know because that's not a dig but that's just like societal because we were talking the other day about a show that we both love Called Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Shout out to Zach. If you listen to this podcast, we would like to interview you. <laughs> he does not. Are you <laughs> as big as, of a dipshit as you seem? It's the only question we want to ask. Where do you get your rhinestone shirts? Do you make them yourself? Do you have a bedazzler? Yeah. In that weird museum of yours. So, but there are sometimes I'm watching that show and like I'm home alone at night and like it's dark and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. maybe. Sometimes <laughs> they have really good evidence. Like, yeah. Sometimes they put on a really good show. Yeah. Um, and it makes it almost believable. And if you think the interesting thing about that show is if you have never watched Ghost Adventures, please just look them up on YouTube. That's all you have to do. It's It's so much fun. The best, they're literally ghost hunters. It's so wild. They're literally (laughs) ghost hunters. But the cool thing about them is that they go to places like historical places that are struggling with like what they deem, what they consider paranormal activity. And half the time you're like, that's just a really old building, Zach. Calm down. Um, But some of their tools like measure energy spikes and like Mm -hmm. temperature and stuff. And that stuff is hard to argue with because it's an actual machine, right? So it's like, how like does that make you believe in ghosts like i'm like that's hard to argue with like they have one machine that like will outline the shape oh you know? yeah have you seen the videos from tesla's picking up ghosts no oh my god it's so funny and this i don't think they're ghosts i think tesla's are just garbage what is it so there's like a basically an ipad oh. in the display console and there's like a map thing and I think it's supposed to pick up like pedestrians Mm. right but there's videos of people like driving at night and there's no one around and all of a sudden there's a pedestrian like on the road and it's so funny (laughs) yeah like that's not oh no like I don't know if you've ever looked into the construction of Teslas but they're garbage well and like ghosts don't travel I think that that's another thing like Mm. it's like and maybe that maybe this is like my ghost adventures obsession but like they're stuck where they're stuck I think so too like they're attached to something or someone so like they may follow a person but what if that person leaves so this is the interesting thing so my mother is a very big supernatural Mm. believer and ghost fan um and when I first was getting ready to move out here to Alberta from New Brunswick I had like weird stuff going on in the house that I was living in mm-hmm. um and it was just like a mini home like a trailer and like a little trailer park and my mom owned it and it was like we were getting ready to sell it and I was just kind of keeping it safe mm, before I left and weird stuff was happening and I remember having the conversation with my mom and she was already living out here and being like what the heck is going on like this 
candle exploded and it wasn't even like lit like this one other weird thing happened like oh my god and my mom was like that's just the spirits around you telling you that they know something is about to change Mm. and she was like all you have to do is say out loud like I want to do this this is a good decision for me like this is okay everything will be fine and then things will settle down and I remember doing that the next day in the bright ass middle of the day because I was freaking terrified because I was 23 at the time right yeah fair so like yeah so I did it in the middle of the day and then I never had another thing happen again and she was like yeah it's just sometimes you just gotta acknowledge them acknowledge that they have something to say and tell them that you're listening and that's like there's this old tradition like very very old um called like telling it to the bees and it was like I love bees for like farmers and beekeepers but like anytime that there was a big like someone was getting married or like there was a new baby mm. or like something like that you would go tell the bees because otherwise it'd be bad luck see that I feel like that's like mm, that makes sense I love that stuff and the bees tell the ghosts there you go especially if your ancestor is a beekeeper mm. yeah it's like 14 versions of inception ghost bees ghost bees (laughs) (laughs) right yeah anyways i i don't know i don't know that that ghosts i don't think disembodied ghosts exist you know what i mean like i don't think there's just like rogue johnny like casper not a thing no casper's uncles like i don't feel like that's actually like a thing i feel like it's more like people that are stuck between the planes mm. you know where they're stuck where? in that place between the real world and the upside down oh my god don't look so proud of yourself I'm so proud <laughs> that I know what that means <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I think they're just fun to believe in like all this yeah. paranormal stuff mm-hmm. however if you think ancient aliens um but like the pyramids or something you can physically fight me oh my god that's so funny <laughs> that ancient aliens guy just like like something to live i think statistically there has to be other life out there somewhere Mm -hmm. i don't think we've been visited i certainly don't think they built the pyramids we are a very 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 small floating rock in a wealth of floating rocks yeah and not to be that guy but we would be the last people i would come visit if like (laughs) if i was a galian yeah well galian 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 kelsey um yeah i just so much that is seeped in racism because like they couldn't possibly have done it it's like okay but they did mm-hmm. god yeah. yes yes they did <laughs> it reminds me of that like every time we talk about the pyramids and this is like awful absolutely awful but i think of there was this really awful movie that they made me watch in church when i went to church when i was younger and i remember they were building the pyramids in it and it had something to do with jesus and I was like, I don't think this is how this worked at all. But like, it was like a really, it was like, was it the Prince of Egypt? Yeah. That's actually a great movie and I love it. Maybe, I don't, Mostly was Jesus in there? Good. No, but Moses is. Maybe that's what it it's was. It's about Moses and he parts the Red Sea. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, it was probably, that's yeah. a church movie. Yeah, it was yeah. a church movie. It was after Veggie Tales. So like, <laughs> Veggie Tales was great. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about indoctrinating children. Oh my Ooh. God. Anyways, are we going to queer joy? Yeah, let's do it. It's so exciting. Are you going to go first? No, I know you have something you want to say. Oh, yeah, because I never am like, let's go to queer joy. Um, 
my queer joy is last night I got to go to Canada's drag race with my buddy the season two tour and the entire cast was there except for geometric because she was sick but my friggin' friend is like a wild human being and is one of those people that will just do anything for any- anybody um and if you're on her good side like she will literally like move like heaven and earth for you and she knows I am absolutely obsessed with one of the performers, Kendall Gender. And so my friend Stefania, and I don't actually know if she listens to this or not, but we, she, it was like the middle of the show and she ran out to go to the bathroom and she went to the bathroom and then she, at warp speed, I watched her run across the entire like expo center, basically. She came, she grabbed me, she showed me her phone. She was like, I just met Kendall Gender. I asked her to stay, let's go. And she friggin' grabs me and she just like books it with me like tailing behind her like wild. And we run at like warp speed and I friggin' got to meet Kendall Gender and there was nobody around um, because it just so happens that she was out there because she um, was the only performer that was starting the show from in the crowd. So she was walking up through the crowd instead of, coming off stage so she was out there to stay awake with the crowd so the crowd couldn't see her so there was nobody around and I got to be like you are so cool like I think you're the greatest and she was like giggling and she was like oh my gosh you're so sweet this is exactly what I needed before I went on stage I'm so nervous and like she was so so sweet and then I asked if I could get her gender tattoo and she said I could and she told me to tag her in it when I get it so next tattoo is going to be a gender tattoo that's a gender on my forearm and I'm just so excited because you know sometimes you have people in your life that like will literally like run yes like an entire kilometer across the Edmonton Expo Center like at warp speed and like we get back to poor Kendall and Stefania's like pouring sweat and she's like hey I got my friend okay let me take some pictures and I'm like (laughs) and it was just like a really wholesome moment so the pictures are actually really embarrassing of me because it's just my face like <sighs> yeah I saw you posted one of them. yeah so I only posted one but like they're pretty embarrassing but it was a really cool moment I was very <laughs> honored Aww. so that's my queer joy was to get to meet a real life celebrity drag performer I love it she's so cool I love it oh she's so cool anyways what's your queer joy my queer joy was I guess just like I'm gonna pull a Kelsey and be like this was so I was very tired and then we got mm. to have a laugh and talk about mm-hmm. dumb stuff um mm-hmm. after your very serious first bit. well listen no I love it because like, I've been meaning to ask what the machine actually was but I like haven't gotten to so I would watch the documentary I know, <laughs> I know. there are pictures of it and it's like it's not like it's not anything like yeah, you know, it's like really. <laughs> this is what you use this dentist chair for. I just remembered. I was gonna ask, what basis did they like pull people into that? Like, what made them? Did they have criteria for like suspected? It was usually people that, um, so like people that they had kind of like caught doing other stuff. Oh, so like okay. if they had caught them at the gate bar. Oh, okay. That you know what sense. I mean? Like they would okay. catch them there and then 
it wasn't like, like when you're in grade four and it's like if you look at your nails like this no <laughs> no but like and when they would catch them they would be like we have reason to believe that you are a homosexual <laughs> and like we need to do some studies and it's like yeah so and like, just like a complete robot like you are a homosexual yeah and it's like written down yeah on paper could you imagine yeah also i went to um more shakespeare in the park oh because nice. every year they do a tragedy and a comedy mm-hmm. as this one was a comedy it was midsummer night's dream which i absolutely love and it was so unhinged amazing. everyone was so feral and horny and i loved it that's amazing <laughs> I'm guessing it's not a kid's event. Well, it's, there's like a lot of slapstick and stuff. But like, I've never seen it performed quite that feral and horny. Wow. <laughs> so who do we need to shout out to? <laughs> who, who is I don't crew? know. Good job, Free Will Festival. Is that who does it? Yeah. Okay. Feral, if feral and horny was what you were going for. <laughs> you did. Check. Because holy cow. There's a couple moments of like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my. Well, because right. do you know the like the plot of Midsummer Night's Dream? Yeah. Yeah, I had to read it. Okay. Like so you know school. how they like put the like the magic pollen and they accidentally yeah. get in Lysander's eyes and stuff. Yeah. The guy who played Lysander was completely feral and it was incredible. Gosh, that's amazing. Wow. I love a good, you know, it's festival yeah. season in Edmonton. Yes. Which is like the best time of year. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the our walk on white this yeah. Saturday. It was friggin' beautiful. It was so good. Like the next thing that's coming up, like K Days is coming up, which isn't really my scene, but no. everything else gets really busy around that time, which like there's a lot of fun stuff. And then the fringe. I can't wait for fringe. I fest. haven't been to the fringe in so long. Oh, we go every year and it's like my favorite festival. Steph is really excited for Heritage Days. Mm. That's coming up. Oh, festival season in Edmonton is like yeah the free will fest is the one I go to every year mm-hmm. um and then sometimes I'll sprinkle in some of the other ones yeah totally yeah so good taste of Edmonton <laughs> oh it's so expensive but it's so good yeah oh my god the street performers fest can be fun too yeah, yeah. yep totally Anyways, go to lots of festivals yeah um anyway this was our kind of ridiculous <laughs> episode <laughs> Next week, we'll be back to serious chats. We'll see. Yeah, probably not. But not like this. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining us to talk about ghosts and fruit machines. Uh, And again, Zach Baggins, if you're listening, we would like to interview you. (laughs) If you know Zach, please send this to him. How much hair dye do you go through? Like, like these are the things that I really need to know. Where do you buy your shirts? Where are you still finding these bedazzled jeans in this year 2022? (laughs) This, we could have done a whole episode on his aesthetic and how does he get there? Like, so call us. But we love your show. Yeah, we love your show so much. But was this your look 25 years ago and it just never disappeared? I think so. Although I will shout them out, at least they masked during the pandemic. It's true. We'll never end this episode if we don't stop. (laughs) Okay. So hi, bye. Thanks. Um, Be kind to yourself and others and we'll see you next week. Bye.